Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another thrilling episode of the 13th Destiny Podcast. I'm your host, James Magnum Cook, and joining me today is, of course, always the ever-curious and adventurous co-host, Danielle Long. How are you doing today, Danielle? I'm good. Thank you. Hi. There she is. She joins us, as always, from the beautiful city of San Diego, California, if you've never been there. Great weather. Uh, anyway, uh, so today we're going to do a return to the mysterious Bermuda Triangle. And I'm sorry if you heard any of that. That was not uh, intentional. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm going to return to, uh, the, as I said, the mysterious Bermuda Triangle. I did a uh, show on that before. But first, let's talk about a little paranormal news, including one... From the Lad Bible, uh, that's the uh, site there, and uh, there is a whole article on that right now that was on, I believe, the 5th of January about the Bermuda Triangle, and what that's about is they, uh, I think it was a Norwegian passenger vessel, offered uh, refunds to any of the people going into the Bermuda Triangle in this particular area of the Bermuda Triangle that's known for, like, losing ships, uh, planes, uh, the more... uh, the more common area of it, apparently, from what I was reading. I don't want to give too much away on the article. But um, anyway, they had offered them if the ship disappeared. Now, you got to love this one. They were offering them a full refund if the ship disappears. Um, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. See, Daniel laughed with it. <laughs> about that too see that is funny i'm like uh so how do i get my refund if my ship disappeared but i disappeared with my ship you know that's kind of that's kind of i don't know i read i read the article and it's really funny but what what in the what's more interesting in the article and i want the you know the, the listeners to like go look at that is that now there's some people doing i think there's some uh, lawsuits and stuff going on and because there was some weirdly weird mysterious things that happened including some video recordings of some of the passengers that are now taking action uh to the cruise line uh, including one particular this person that's talking about this uh on the article and shows video of some very interesting strange phenomena that were going on when they hit the bermuda triangle that is awesome because uh one of the things i'll dive into with danielle and me as we go into the episode is that some people have tried to dispel things that are not happening anymore in the Bermuda triangle well this well that kind of disproves that from what is in an article so check that out yeah but like what What, what, what oh it's i don't i don't want to i don't want i don't want to really give it away but i'll I'll tell you like this okay i'll I'll get i'll kind of semi give it away but not completely give it away kind of like you know that movie we watched the or the little miniseries the, the triangle last night we were watching that and everything about the bermuda triangle um uh, it kind of has some of that electromagnetic phenomenal kind of stuff in it involved in it and uh it's uh, it's kind of fascinating it really is so uh yeah there's a, there's a really good video that she took and everything so and uh, there's no way that could have been faked uh, it's what i'll get at uh, so. That was an interesting movie. It's on Prime. If anyone wants to go watch it, it's called The Triangle. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen it. it. Comes in three parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very it's a very good three part uh, movie thing. Uh, uh, Brian Singer is one of the people involved with that. Very interesting. It gives a bunch of different um, kind of like theories. It's not a documentary. No. But it gives like different. It's kind of like different theories of what. Right. They think, you know, what's going on with the triangle? Very, it's, it's, 
happy. Interesting. It was a fun. It was fun. It's it's a fun thing. Uh, it, it is. Uh, I mean, it is obviously fictionalized, but uh, it's fictionalized around all the different things from the triangle. Uh, you know, in the theories, like you said, it started uh, off with Christopher Columbus, which I thought was very interesting. Mm. Oh yeah, the whole Christopher Columbus uh, connection to the triangle. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he was in the triangle, but that's I thought. I didn't know. I thought that well, he just saw an alien ship come up out of the water. Uh-huh. He saw some light, right? Some big light come up out of the water and go off into space. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how. But it didn't really. The, the movie didn't really really touch on any kind of alien anything. No, I think the closest thing it no, came, I think the, uh, without giving too much away of the movie, I think the closest thing it dived into that was maybe when the you know, the the secret possible naval stuff underwater and stuff, uh, which could be related to the alien uh, base thing that someone had told me about too, but, but I mean it, it didn't really dive into it, like you said. It didn't really it didn't really explain any of that. It just kind of no, it, it leaves it kind of really to a more, um, I guess I would say open to interpretation of what uh, what was going on in those particular scenes and I, I think that's a I think that's really good if you're really interested in the triangle and you've never seen this it's more like a time warp thing oh yeah yes we're ripping the tear a yeah. tear in the time warp Oh yeah, definitely the wormhole possibility, the time warp, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it was definitely that. That was definitely dived into very much so in that in that particular film. Even like I said, like even though it's fictional, uh, the time the time it's called the triangle. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And it's a good movie. <laughs> it really is. I enjoy it. Um, I've always kind of had a fascination to you know the Bermuda Triangle anyway. That's one of the particular ones I really kind of enjoy. There's some other ones that are, they, they kind of cross between very mysterious and horror. Sometimes uh, the ones that dive a little bit more into the horror are a little bit, I would say, over-fictionalized, over-dramatized, uh, trying to make it really, uh, uh, just try to get the scare in there like you would any horror film. Uh, but uh, these are more fictionalized into uh, around the theories of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and I, I think I kind of like those movies better. I mean, if I just want to be scared, yeah, I can probably watch the other. But uh, as far as trying to dive into the mysteries, if I watch a fictionalized version, I like them better like this, where they're fictionalized around certain theories and stuff, and they take they have their take on it. Um, I definitely like that a lot better. Uh, before I dive into the rest of this uh, episode with Daniel, um, there are a couple other news articles too that were on uh, the Paranormal News for this week. Um, and uh, this is a this is also a very interesting thing. Uh, since I dived into the triangle, I was going to do triangle last, but uh, there's a couple other articles that I want you to check out on uh, higgypop.com. Uh, related to our paranormal, our normal stuff here, our paranormal stuff that we do. Uh, the survey says that now 76% believe in psychic powers. Uh, there's a very good article on that. Check that article out. Um, there's an article about phone calls from on what? on higgypop.com. It's a known paranormal. Higgypop.com. It's a known paranormal site. Oh, Higgy. H-I-G-G-I-E? H-I-G-G-Y-P-O-P.com. Uh, 
like he okay. com. yeah that yeah it's okay. it's a pretty well known uh paranormal news type site and stuff and paranormal articles uh, so uh pretty much anyone that knows anything about paranormal pretty much knows about that site that's the reason i brought that up um and there's another one about phone calls from the dead which uh i don't know that i ever mentioned that we'll talk about that on another show maybe sometime but uh, i had an interesting phone call from my dad's dead uh, my my from my dad after he passed away uh cell phone wait a minute wait a minute you had a call from your dad after he passed away tell me about that <laughs> wait what i haven't told you no no you're not getting out of this one. Oh. Oh no! Uh, so, uh, I guess before we dive into the truck, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I did not know you did not know about this phone. I guess me and my sister knew about no. this. No. Okay, so my sister. Know. So uh, after my dad passed away, um, anyway, my sister got a box of stuff from the nursing home, including my dad's uh, cell phone and everything. You know, it, I mean, the phone was dead. There was no, there was no nothing we could call out or anything like that. No one had that number. And um, it was shortly after my dad had passed away, after I'd made the arrangements, you know, for, you know, the cremation and all that. I'm uh, I'm back here in Bowling Green, and I literally get a phone call, and it says Dad's cell phone. It's how how in my head I had. I was like, okay, well that's weird. That's very weird. They can't. So and uh, so I go to answer it, and I answer it, and there's nothing but like static on it and uh i'm like okay that's just too weird i'm like so i call my sister and she said no she said that phone's turned off and everything and everything. i said okay so didn't think too much of it but then um then like maybe four or five hours later i'm in the house the phone on my old cell phone that i had that had that on there it called me again and i was like okay that's really weird that's really weird but anyway um that relates to um this article that was talking about people calling you after they're dead and uh so the phone was wait 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 so the phone was completely how long after that he had died uh, this was maybe a couple of days after he had died that I had made those arrangements and I was back here waiting for to hear back from them after they were doing the cremation and all that and then uh, I got this, these two phone calls from him and the phone was with your sister and she said it's turned off or dead or what yeah 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 that's, that's I think that's how that was. That she had already had, or maybe maybe she hadn't got the phone yet. I take that back. Maybe she hadn't got the phone yet. I don't. Then where I, was the phone? Uh, like in a box or whatever. I, I think I, I may have I may have mistaken how I'd have to ask her because I don't I can't remember exactly how that played. I just remember that I know that the phone was dead and not working when he called me, and uh, or, or whoever called me. I mean, I'm assuming that after reading this article today, that maybe he did call me. You know, I'm going to be open-minded enough to say, okay, well, maybe you did call me. That's interesting. Uh, so anyway, the only weird thing that happened with me was. Uh, my daughter, when she was about 14, 15, or something like that, um, during the night, we woke up, and there was a weird message on my phone, and there was a weird message on her phone, and we did not text each other during the night at all. Oh, wow. We sleeping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So see that. Yeah. So talk about weird stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, oh. You know, I'm getting the chills just just thinking about that back then because I just we thought it was the weirdest thing. I don't. I honestly don't remember what was said, but it was a. Uh, it was quite a few years ago. Yeah. My like, I don't know. Right. Uh, 18 years ago uh-huh. yeah but that not that strange it is strange um, 
Because I was like freaked out. There was out. nobody in the house. Oh, yeah, I was there alone was too. Like, <laughs> or anything like that. There was no one like, no one running from her room to my room, you know, texting messages that we know of. Right. It was so weird. It is weird. And like in my situation, you know, I knew my dad had passed away and I knew the cell phone had been turned off and I'm like, and I'm getting like these calls from this cell phone and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, I was like, what it are you? static only? only Every time? Both times it was only static. It's kind of, And I couldn't distinguish anything except the static. I kept wanting to like, I'd say uh, hello and all I would get like, like, yeah, like that. Yeah, that kind like, of that. Like that kind of static. Like, did you just like get frustrated and hang up, or did you try and stay on and go? Well, I tried to stay on for a little bit, but then, <laughs> hey, I, especially the second time, the second time I got the call, uh, it was going the same thing. That, and I'm just like, okay, who's? At first, I'm like, who's messing with you me? You didn't think it was like a joke, right? Yeah, I would have thought that too. Yeah, because I was like, all right, really someone's got, someone's got this number. Somehow they know how to get around, you know, the fact that they don't have the physical self. I, I was thinking all kinds of like, who is the, and that knows that, my, because very few people knew that my dad had passed away, and uh, we'll talk about that. Danielle knows about this. Uh, but uh, very few people knew that my dad had passed away. Oh, a very select few people knew, like Danielle knew, because I let Danielle know, and uh, my sister knew, my, uh, uh, you know, certain family, a few family members knew. But the reason most people didn't know that my dad passed away was that my dad had decided not to have a funeral and literally literally not having a funeral no obituary no nothing like that um you know and he said if someone asked about him later just like oh he's already passed away and he just he just he made a choice not to have a funeral is what he done so so with this going on i'm like who's messing with me who even how many people even know this right uh you know and but then i go okay this is way way weird you know i'm getting this and on the second time on the second time when i was talking to the static i'm talking to the static which i thought was have i ever told this story which i'm telling this story now i thought anyone ever hears this they're gonna be like okay what were you smoking what were you drinking okay i know that's what somebody was gonna think but i wasn't i mean i well i mean i mean i did drink a bottle of wine that first night he died but this was a couple of nights uh later you know uh and 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 daniel know well knows as anybody knows i don't really drink a lot i might, I might have some casey jones moonshine here after a while but we'll see how that goes but anyway uh but they, everybody knows me knows i don't really drink drink uh i mean i drink on a rare occasion so having that like that night i mean it's just one of those things where you know you're you lost someone that you've taken care of for the last year it's just one of the things you know, so I, was, I know that you're really close to your dad and yeah maybe it's just possibly he tried to reach out and just to tell you that he's okay and loves you maybe well that's what my sister said Wait, that, how did you take it well at first the first <laughs> at first i was freaked out to be honest because <laughs> you know uh if your dad has passed away and uh, he pops up with dad's cell phone and uh, it's not supposed to be operational, uh, you know, you're kind of like, what the, you know, is going on? And then uh, the second time, you know, I, you know, I kind of tried to engage. I was like, uh, I actually tried did to try to engage. I was like, dad, dad, you know, I never got anything outside of the static. And uh, then I was like, okay, after that, 
didn't happen anymore. Uh, that didn't happen anymore. Now, the other weird thing that happened, uh, at the same time, I believe that's where the sister was involved. I, I believe I have to go back and ask her. But I know that the sister in Ohio told me that there was a light at her house after my dad passed away that uh, had not been working for like, and they never had changed out the bulb, and it just suddenly started working. I believe that's I believe that's how that story goes that she told me around the same time all this is going on. So that makes it kind of like connected like okay well maybe dad is doing something so i'm going to be open-minded with all the stuff that we deal with that there's a possibility of anything like i always tell people like look we don't like tell you what to believe and i don't tell you what i believe i just tell you that i'm open-minded enough to think that that is a possibility so anyway so that, yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah, got so you, so the article was about people dead people calling their relatives or something yeah phone okay. calls from phone calls from the dead yeah that's what the article's about yes which I found fascinating because what I had. What did it say? It just said basically, uh, you know, there was different things that had happened. Uh, sometimes uh, you might hear something, sometimes you might not, but they're always usually from people who have passed away recently in the cell phones and stuff in the cell phones call people. Uh, oh, did so. Did they say something like, hello? No, it didn't really, it didn't really, it didn't really, it didn't really act like that, but uh, it said that a lot they, of. They, they never hear, um, like, an actual voice? Um. I think maybe one or two might have dove into the fact that they might have heard something they thought was familiar to them, but it was never distinctly clear is basically what I had read through that. Um, so, but I, I just found it fascinating because of the situation that happened to me, which you only now know about because I didn't, I, I never really talked about this except between me and my family members. Um, but yeah, that was that was a very interesting article. Uh, so if you've ever had anything like that happen, it might be a good article to check out uh, and just uh, you know and maybe write us and let us know. Hey. Dirty Yeah, absolutely. Let us know because that would be uh, that would be an awesome follow up to uh, you know hear what somebody other people have you know that might be listening to the show that has had that happen. Okay, so we'll get out of that one real quick. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good, actually. Though that actually that probably put some more time on the show, so that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I got one other real quick one. I want y'all to check out because, as you know, well, uh, this goes along with the show too, and this is about the lost city of Atlantis. Do your do your do your homework and check this out and look at things about Atlantis. Uh, but this actually came from the Sun, uh, the Sun newspaper, the U.S. edition, uh, in the last few days, and this is about possibility of finding. They do believe that this could be the lost city of Atlantis, or at least some remnants of it. And they do believe that this may be off the coast of Australia, of all things. And uh, they are doing some dives on that right now, uh, apparently from what I'm reading. Uh, so they are they are looking into a possibility that this is a connected and that this may actually be uh, the lost city of Atlanta. Of course, it has, has happened before where they thought they had found something. Uh, but I, I, found, I found it fascinating that even here, so if you relate to that. What did they find? Uh, they found some artifacts and stuff that they're so far that they're trying to do uh, date, I believe carbon dating and stuff and all that kind of stuff. So they're they're uh, uh, and they think it they think they think it goes back to that era. Um, I, I think I, I think yeah, so. but but that that would be like thousands of years ago. Right. Yeah. So they don't have a they don't have a definitive proof on this yet. So just be sure to understand that it's not definitive yet. But I, the reason I brought this one this one up was if you think about Lost City of Atlantis versus Bermuda Triangle about various theories and stuff and like the time warps and all this is very kind of related in a way as well. So uh, 
Uh, so uh, check that. Yeah, I, I I hear that it. Um, who do I listen to? I listen to someone and he, guys. He's very interesting. Called Randall Carlson. Mm-hmm. And he's very very interesting. And they're more saying um, it's you know the lost city of Atlantis is probably off Spain. Right. That's also been islands. that's also been mentioned. Yes, it has been. Yes. That's what they, yeah, they think yeah. that, that, so, uh, you know, I mean, there's so many, there, it'd be a good show to do, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it would be a good show to do, we should do that sometime. Um, one of the things, uh, I'll, I'll mention, since you brought that up about, uh, and then we'll get over to the Bermuda Triangle here in just a second, um, the deal about this, about possibility of this being related, well, okay, here's here's my theory. Now, this is just my personal opinion. So, if, if you off the Spain, off the coast of Spain, which you're the guy that you've listened to and everything, uh, or this stuff they find, if there is a connection, that's really far apart. So, if you say, so if you find two two things of, a, of an ancient civilization connected two different ways from far apart there's only one or two theories i could come up with that would explain that one is a some kind of wormhole time warp kind of thing that moves stuff from one place to the other or we don't have the full you know knowledge of how when the continents and things broke up and how things may have went here and there and we don't really know what we think we know and that's a possibility too uh there's a, I mean, there's a lot of scientific. This Another possibility that it's just it, Atlantis was everywhere in the world, and it was a civilization of people. Well, that oh, that would be and, you know, well, you, you know what I'm saying, like, well, and they lived all over the, they lived all over the place because when you connect all the the temples and how similar they are all over the world, and, right, and things like that, and and the buildings mm-hmm. and. There's just, just a lot to go over. I mean, that, that's for another show. Yeah, right? that's for another really, show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it'd be a really interesting thing to get into. Right. Well, so let's 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 dive into the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but you know what? There was a theory though that Atlantis was underneath in the Bermuda Triangle, right? Yeah, there was a theory about that too. So so, so it is related. So it is related. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is kind of right. Yeah. Okay, so okay, I just had my shot of Casey Jones here. Uh, <laughs> I normally eat drinks, just uh, energy drinks, and do the show and talk to Danielle. And, but uh, today's a different day. He's got storms over here in Kentucky, so uh, I'm just hanging out in the studio doing this with Danielle today. <laughs> so um, got beautiful sun. Oh God, she's gonna she's gonna kill me with this California weather she's got. Oh, that's one of the best and things. Actually, it's even better because it's San Diego. Oh yeah, San Diego actually. If, if any listeners don't know, and I think I might have mentioned this one time before with Danielle when she was on, if you don't know this, I will give you the will give you the thing. California is expensive, but if you ever get a chance to go, you really want to go to San Diego because it's the best freaking weather I have ever seen in my life most of the year. It's like it is crazy. It is it is it's crazy how good your weather is. It's just nuts. I'm like this. I'm like. I'll, I'll tell a real quick story before I dive, dive into the rest of the Bermuda Triangle. The first time I ever went to San Diego to, uh, actually, me and Danielle have been friends for a long time, but I went to meet her in person uh, back in 2017. The weirdest thing that happened with me <laughs> was like, wow, you can be at an outside cafe, beautiful weather, and 
I like in Kentucky, we're getting pounded with flies. This place does not have the problems we do. I'm not kidding you. I'm like, what flies? <laughs> it's crazy. I've never seen weather or conditions like that. It's just wow. I'm sure they're probably there from time to time, but where, where I was at this outdoor cafe, I'm going, you got to be kidding me. I get through a whole meal and I ain't having to fight a fly in the middle of summer. That's just, uh, that blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's re I don't know if it's related just to the way your weather pattern is, or maybe because we have bigger problems with humidity. I don't know. It's just it's, I just found it. I just found it fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So. Okay. Uh, all right. So now we're gonna uh, dive into the <laughs> we're gonna dive into the Bermuda Triangle. I don't get to have drunk here. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, Mr. Hardly ever drinks, and then he just takes a shot of moonshine. There, there you go. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, um, so the triangle, also known as the Devil's Triangle. The triangle. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah but there's, remember there was other names? Yeah, there was other names. Like the, uh, what was the... The Devil's Triangle, the yeah. Bermuda Triangle, the Sea of Doom, yeah. and the Graveyard of the Atlantic. Yeah, oh, it's definitely the graveyard. There's <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, with the amount of ships and planes and things that went down there, uh, yeah. And to think that we're still having some issues to this day just proves to me that there is an issue there. Okay, so um, it has fascinated people for decades, of course, due to the numerous mysterious disappearance of ships and aircraft in that region. Um, the Bermuda Triangle lies uh, in the western part of the northern Atlantic Ocean and is shaped like a triangle, obviously. That's, uh, well, that's how one of the people had coined that phrase, the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, connecting Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. Uh, over the year, various theories and speculations have emerged explaining the phenomena occurring within the area. However, none of them have ever been spot on. Even the most scientific reasons have never been spot on, and they have even been able to disprove that. Going well, then how do you explain this? And so these, so these theories are all over the place for a lot of different reasons. So every time I think, uh, from what I've looked at, every time that someone thought that they had the definitive proof of what was causing problems in the triangle, something else happened, and they started going to something else. Uh, I think that's frustrating maybe for some scientists who have that scientific mind, but I think more of the people who are maybe that listen to the shows of paranormal stuff, I think they are more the open-minded to try to, to get to that definitive answer without just the scientific proof. Uh, so it's kind of, and, and there's some that actually are on both sides of that, of course. And uh, there are some theories that are attributed to disappearances, uh, to supernatural forces, even such as, uh, and even as UFOs or even a gateway to another dimension. All this has been mentioned. Other others suggest a lot of scientific explanations, like magnetic anomalies or methane gas eruptions from the seafloor. Uh, yeah, but there's there's something called electronic fog. Yeah, the electronic fog. Yes. Have you heard of that? Yes, uh, that's and that's. So it's when extra solar energy wind combines with thunderstorm activity, it can create some kind of electronic fog, and um, that's when the, the the instruments go crazy and all that kind of stuff. And there was a group of people that went to uh, actually go measure inside a, a cloud or a storm there. And actually, it was a guy, um, and uh, what was the guy? 
Oh crap! Where he said he went to a time warp. I believe that was. I believe that was somewhere in the 80s. I believe you were correct that that is 85. I had that. You know what? Um, I had that from yesterday. Yeah. And I believe it is 85. Uh, but he, uh, if we're wrong on that, so well, they went in and measured. Right. Yeah. They, they measured with a frequency meter. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And that read to be um, six six hundred fifty-two megahertz. Mm-hmm. And normal is only six to ten. Right. And the magnetic meter that they did was 1,000 volts per meter. And the normal is zero. So he, it, it reinforced to him that it's very possible that he was in some kind of electronic fog. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, um, didn't Lindbergh say that he went, and his his gear went crazy too. Oh yeah, uh, Charles Lindbergh. Uh, his uh, gear and everything in the Triangle area went com- 1928. Yeah, went completely off the scale. Uh, it was it was all messed up. Uh, but here's a, here's an interesting thing. It's not only their their compass that is like magnetic compass, mm-hmm. but their regular compass also goes higher. Right. It's, so uh, it's not only just the magnetic compass. You would think, oh. Right. It might be just a magnetic compass. Yeah. Uh, isn't it, it? I see. See. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Danielle. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Triangle area is the only place on the planet that the compasses do both uh, magnetic north and pure north at the same time. If I'm not mistaken, that's what happens with the compasses, right? Something like that. Um, I think. Am I right? um, The Bermuda Triangle. What what's going on? I think it's the only true north. Oh, okay, right. The only true. That's uh, maybe it. That may. I was trying to remember how that uh, lays out. I was I was trying to think of that. We I I've seen a lot of stuff on the Bermuda Triangle. I've watched a lot of stuff on the Bermuda Triangle, and I was trying to remember how that how that statement is made about that about the compasses. Uh, And I do. Yeah. It. I do know that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, um, but I do know that the magnetic poles on the Earth are changing. Oh yeah. And it's moving 35 uh, miles per year. Mm-hmm. Magnor- magnetic north is moving. Yes. And um, it could be causing the something in the uh, Bermuda Triangle to be all weird and have it also move right. too. You know. And uh, speaking of the person about flying through the electronic fog, I do know uh, several pilots that small fly that fly smaller planes, and they do not, they do not like that area at all. They they will fly those areas sometimes, but uh, even some of the charter uh, planes out of Bermuda and stuff that they don't they really uh, there's a lot of stories about uh, you know the small plane pilots really really hating that area, uh, so. For people to dismiss it, uh, I'm going to take the word of pilots. When pilots don't like flying in something, there's a there's a lot to that. Um, you know, most pilots love to fly no matter what, no matter where they're going. But if you get a lot of stories from pilots saying, "Hey, I don't really like flying in that area," there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in that area. Well, to me, that just says says a whole lot of stuff is going on. Yeah, in the last 35 years, there's been 700 boats and 120 planes that have um, just disappeared. 
And in the last hundred years, more than at, like at least a thousand um, people have died. Right. And here, and here's another thing, Daniel. What gets me is we have got such sophisticated uh, navigation and GPS systems and things now, and yet we're still having problems in this area. That that also tells you a lot. If we have advanced so much on our, uh, you know, navigation and our GPSs, and and it turns everything upside down in that area still. You're, you, there's got to be something going on that has to be explained more than just like, oh, this is just totally natural phenomena. I don't know about that, guys. Uh, to me, to me, there's a whole lot going on there. And I mean, if you look, I love our country. I mean, you're allowed to either be skeptic or you're allowed to have a very open mind. Me and Danielle kind of have open minds, so we kind of like think, uh, well, anything is possible. Uh, you're free to be a skeptic too. I mean, but most of the people I think that listen to this show are people who are pretty open-minded and try to, you know, try to dive into a more open mind with this. Um, but yeah, there's a right. But you know what? The Coast Guard they mm-hmm. say it's no more dangerous. I, I do have to put this in there. They're saying I know. it's no more dangerous than any other place to, to go to. That's so, true. That's what the, I, she's absolutely right. The Coast Guard is trying to say that. They absolutely are saying that. Uh, I'm not trying to, uh, and I'm not trying to downplay anything the Coast Guard says. I, I like the Coast Guard, um, and, and uh, yeah, I should because you know I have all that survival stuff from the Coast Guard, right? But anyway, that's another story for another time. But uh, anyway, um, but the thing is, I think also, and not to dispel anything that the Coast Guard is saying, but at the same time, the Coast Guard is a government agency, and they do have to say certain things because I mean, it is, it could, it could cause a scare for no reason. For things for something and it could cause some people to say oh well let's go around this let's go around this let's go around that i get that but i mean i mean if they should show those charts i mean yeah uh, maybe it is no more dangerous than another place but what gets me is as like this recent thing with the norwegian uh cruise line that's on that news article obviously there is some strange stuff going on there that doesn't make any sense uh, and yes, there are shipwrecks and things other places in the world that may be equal, but do they have the weirdness connected to them? See, that's that. Now that's the part they didn't. Yeah, because there's other triangles. They they say there's one by Alaska. Right. There's one over kind of by what is it? Japan. Yeah, there is one. Uh, I think there is. Yeah, a really... there's more. There's more than one. I, this one's like the most fate, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably it's, the most it's famous. It's like famous one. Right. But there are other ones that... Uh, so, it, I always think it might have just the magnetic field of the, the Earth. Oh, yeah. I have... Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, let's let's talk about electromagnetic... And then the right. magnetic field of the Earth, I hear that it's, it's thinning that protects the Earth. Yeah. So, a more solar is coming in. Right, and we have some other issues going on with the planet too that doesn't make any sense right now. Uh, which uh, that we can release that maybe on another show, but maybe there's some connection to that as well. So uh, the moon controls tides, things like that, uh, and apparently in recent history, uh, somehow they've discovered it's slowly moving away from us, which is weird. But uh, uh, so who's to say what's controlling what and how this all plays out? You know. Uh, Magnetic fields, uh, tight. 
I mean, there's just so many things that could be explained in it. However, I, and I'll bring up this, uh, and this is from, uh, there's, a, there's a scene in one of Danielle's favorite movies about this case. Um, and I believe she knows where I'm going with this one. Uh, Flight 19, uh, the U.S. Navy bombers, that, the torpedo bombers, uh, uh, in 1945. Um, and uh, also, the, there's two there's two very big cases on the Bermuda Triangle that are very interesting. Uh, the Flight 19 in 1945, and the USS Cyclops uh, in 1918. Point by the way, both these are Navy, which is also interesting that they're both a Navy ship and Navy planes. Uh, very interesting uh, on that. Uh, but the but these five the well, it was five pilots, right? Wasn't it five pilots? Am I right on that? Yeah. There's five airplanes. Yeah, five. Yeah, five U.S. Navy torpedo bombers vanished uh, while on a training mission, and uh, and then of course the Cyclops. Let's not forget that this just totally vanished without a trace, with 309 crew members on board. I mean, two totally. That was possibly something called a rogue wave. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and yeah. what a rogue wave is is like it could be. Like a bunch of small babes together uh-huh. that form like big massive waves. Uh, it just pops out of nowhere, and it could this this killer wave could be like it pops out of nowhere. It could go up to a hundred feet high mm-hmm. and just snap yeah. a ship or something because it puts. It can put on 20 pounds per square inch that hits you. Ooh. And, Ooh. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Just, that's just pain. That's painful. That have survived. I think there was one ship or one oil tank or something that survived this rogue wave. Mm-hmm. And um, those are real. I think those are real. Right, absolutely. And it just something just comes up and just, like, yeah. hits you all of a sudden. And there's a there's something else about yeah, and there's something else about this area that's fascinating to me, uh, and it is true. It is this is a this is a true fact. It is one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world. It is, I mean, it is a very busy shipping lane, commercial, private, all that, um, and maybe even some illegal stuff, as we well know, uh, <laughs> as the Coast Guard would know. But uh, it's extremely busy in that area. Um, and there are a lot of, st- and also in that area of the Atlantic, we also know there are a lot of storms, uh, including hurricanes that come through that area. Uh, and it's a very, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't know. You may be able to correct me on this or not, Daniel. I'm asking you to actually correct me if I'm wrong or somebody else to let us know. I think I'm right on this, but if I'm not mistaken, isn't that area of the Atlantic one of the deepest oceans in the world? I don't know. I I was thinking. They said the Gulf Stream runs under there. Right. So which I was, is a current. Yeah. I'm. I know the. Sh- I know it's. One- oh, ouch! I hit myself in the head of a clipboard. You gotta love that one. <laughs> what, you're, what you're basically saying, right, is that there's more people, so there's more of a chance in that area I, that does a lot of stuff. There's more chance that something's gonna happen, which is gonna be instead of like some remote part of the world where there's not many ships. Right. That's what I was getting at. So there's this more is of a such, chance yeah. that something can happen. Right. Yeah. Right? 
right. That's what I'm believing because if it's the, one of the, if it's one of the busiest or the busiest, I believe it's actually the busiest shipping uh, lanes in the world. If that is correct, if that is correct, that means that there's more there's more going on there. There's more there's more activity, and anywhere. Okay, so anything that can go wrong, the more activity you have. Well, let's put this as a comparison. Okay, so let's put this in comparison. So you have a lot of people involved in a certain area of doing something. Okay, so you have more chances of something going wrong when, say, a storm comes up. Um, you know, which could be related to some of the disappearance of the tribe. Could be, could could just be, you know. But here's here's the only problem with that. A lot of these disappearances indicated nothing but clear weather prior to the disappearances. They had they had clear weather, no problems, no storms, no, and several of those have been recorded that they had, and then all of a sudden, just boom, they're gone. Um, yeah, and here's the thing: when I think you know, there's a lot without a trace. Yeah. No bodies. Yeah. No wreckage. Nothing. You know, it's like, right. Oh right. My Goodness. Right. So, yeah, and let's 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 go. Let's dive back into the first show I did on the Bermuda Triangle, uh, with the relation to uh, my dad. Since we brought my dad up earlier, uh, I wouldn't be here today, according to a story that he told me. And of course, I mentioned on the previous episode that I don't think any. Of, I I don't know a lot on this, but I don't think it's classified. It might be a little classified, but no one's come to me from the first show, so I don't think we got an issue here. Uh, my dad and a uh, Fulberg Colonel had had an issue with each other. He, they just kind of more of the Colonel just didn't really like my dad it, it wasn't like one of those things where i just don't like you and i'm not gonna do i'm, I'm gonna like make your life completely in hell not not like that but they just had a couple of incidents of each other and uh you know nothing that got my dad in serious trouble but the colonel was able to do whatever the hell he wants to do because i mean he had the rank um so these captains came in and wanted him which you've heard the story from the first story and wanted my dad to fill his vacancy on his reenlistment and um so the colonel kind of just done stupid stuff and you know but he, but he ended up saving my dad's life he, he wouldn't let my dad do this this time he said no he, he can i'm just going to delay him and all this well he delayed him and uh, if he'd have been on the pl two planes that went down in the devil's triangle uh and uh all they ever found was a piece of the uh, cushion that's all they ever found and they load him by alphabetical order uh as i said in the first show uh i wouldn't be here talking to you now so it actually worked out so i have a connection to the bermuda triangle and uh, my dad had told me that story my entire life, as I'd mentioned on the first oh, one. interesting. Yeah. So um, that goes to about not finding stuff. They did find this one little piece of a cushion thing that that they believe that was part of the plane. They these these are two transport planes that went down, uh, and um, I'm not sure. I, I looked for a lot of information on that. I, it's kind of vague. I found something somewhat, but my dad, I, my dad has no reason to tell. My dad was not into the paranormal or the Bermuda Triangle or stuff like that, other than what he had heard later. So this story was not something to be made up. So I know it's a true story. Uh, and the, I mean, and as I don't know, anybody that's been around military families or military people in the military don't just tell things just to be telling them, okay? That really, I mean, that's why it's very hard for someone who's been to war or something like that to get stuff out of them. It's not, it's not always easy because they don't just want to tell something. And uh, I don't think he would have told me the story all my, my entire life, you know, about this whole deal about what happened with him and the colonel and the planes going down if it wasn't true. So I, I, Air Force did not approach me on the first show. Has not approached me at all. 
uh, I mentioned on the show if it was classified, I guess they can approach me, you know, uh, that maybe I'm not supposed to be talking about it. But you know what? I talked about it the first time. I'm talking about it again. I don't think it's a problem. You know, if they did come to me, I'd be like, well, listen, this is what my dad told me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I think I almost I think I almost would like the Air Force to uh, uh, contact me because I'd be like, oh, so it is true. Yeah, but you shouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just weird like that. You know, most people freak out if the government like comes to like me. I'd be like, oh, so you showed up because it is real. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> I'm just like that. I'm just like that. I'd be like, oh, great. So it is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm just weird like that. I don't know. I, I, and, and going back to the fictionalized movies like we watch, I mean, yeah, the government does like to try to keep things, some things under the radar. I, I think it, in that film it was a little bit over-dramatized, you know. I mean, I don't think they... I mean, maybe some branch. I mean, there's always there's this branch, that branch, and everybody doesn't always talk to each other. But I don't think it's quite as like. I mean, it's a good movie. Don't we? We we ask you to watch the movie. It's a good movie. Uh, but I don't think it's quite as over dramatic in real life as they make it out to be. At least I haven't personally experienced that. Maybe some people have, you know, but. You know, who knows? Uh, again, we're open. They're not up. even coming out and saying there's anything in the Bermuda Triangle, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. They're just denying. They're kind of brushing off, keep quiet. Yeah. Quiet, I mean, and nothing, exactly. You know? It's not that hard. It's not that hard for them to deny it, like you said, with the Coast Guard saying this about any other shipping. I mean, but the difference is between them and between us is that we have the open mind of trying to get to the bottom of something and it's, and it's not trying to make any one person's or our agency or something you know look bad it, I, I don't think that's what we're trying to do i don't feel like that's what i'm trying to do i never have i just like to dive into this and say hey what is going on in the bermuda triangle I mean, that's basically what I said on the first show. What is going on out there? There, There's so many things and so many weird phenomena that that have come up. I'm like, this can't all be, this can't all just be faked. And furthermore, the further you go back, let's go back to Columbus. Columbus obviously had no re, I mean, he was basing on what he was seeing uh, and describing what he was seeing. Uh, at that time. 10 p.m. October 11th, 1492. Exactly. Him and his crew, um, at least a couple people, were standing out there, and that's when they saw, like, lights, and then this light came out of the water, and it, it went away. It just, like, whoo, and, and went away. So, and do you know what? Can you imagine trying to explain that in 1492? Oh, Oh come on! In 1492, what, what you would what you would what you would say? I mean, the he word wrote it, he wrote it down. I mean, it was a good description. It was a good description for the time era, but I mean, uh, if you look at it like uh, what what in the world could you possibly? No one in 1492 had heard the word flying saucer. That's for damn sure. You know, I'm like, uh, no. So he described it as lights. Exactly. What else can you say? Exactly. You know, and which some people have tried to say different things about that, 
But with the description, if you really dive deep into the description for what he described at that time to what we know today, that is so... I mean, it's coming up out of the water. I mean, uh, I, I read one thing. Uh, I don't know if you've read this or not either, Daniel. But I read one thing where someone was trying to... Uh, you dispel that saying that uh, during this time of year, you know, between the September and the October, uh, shooting stars and uh, well, wait a minute. Last time I checked, uh, meteor and meteorites do not come up out of the water. Uh, maybe if it was coming out of the sky, I could get that. Okay, I'll go along with that. But if it's coming up out of the water, that makes no sense whatsoever. None. So, I uh, my open mind says that there was something more there. Uh, and then let's go back to uh, let's go back to this, uh, which we were talking about earlier, is the time warp thing and uh, wormholes and all that. Do you think it's an alien base there? Um, there's possibility of an alien base. Um, and I will bring that up without naming the name of the person who told me that. This person, I will say, I do know personally. Oh, I know. You know who? Were she- you supposed to go fly? Weren't you supposed to go down there? Yeah, uh, actually. You were supposed to go down, and, and yeah, you. There's a. She. She said that there was an alien base there, and underwater, mm-hmm. and that she invited you to go down there with her, but you decided not. You said no. I did say no. Uh, Danielle is aware of this story. I have told Danielle this story. Uh, at the time, I was very skeptical, even though even though this person is a friend of mine. And um, um, I don't want to give away too much. I will say this. She has written a, she wrote, she wrote a book uh, and interviewed a lot of Air Force people about UFOs, stuff like that. So she is known for that. Uh, and a lot of they give them, give her a lot of information. So um, it is, po- I should say, ex Air Force people. Excuse me. It was not anybody current in the Air Force because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Uh, these were retired Air Force people that were telling her information. Uh, but she invited me. Yeah, you're right. She 100% invited me to go to what she said was an alien base in that area underneath the water. And I will admit, I told Daniel, I was very skeptical at the time. Uh, and that this goes back to the whole being skeptic on the paranormal stuff with my uh, ex-girlfriend, Crystal, in one of the, of the previous episodes about that. And I've learned to be a little bit open-minded now. Uh, so uh, I, it just takes time to figure that out. Uh, it was about 15 years ago, wasn't it? That was, I mean, about, it was a while ago. Oh, God, that was about 15. And times were different. I think things are, you know... Now, now things are like becoming more yeah, and more talked I, about. Right. it's more accepted and stuff. But back then, yeah, you were like, um, uh, well, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't think I'm gonna go. I was scared to death too, to be honest with you. And I'm usually not that scared of anything. <laughs> Because I was thinking to myself, okay, uh, where she's telling me that this base was at and everything, and we're going to go down underneath the Bermuda Triangle area. Um, yeah, I got a very bad feeling right about that. I'm go- yeah, I would be like, huh? I'm going like, uh, all I could think in my mind, and, and the reason Danielle knows this story, me and Danielle have been friends a long time, Danielle was one of the few people I actually talked to about this story outside of the uh, business partner I had at the time who also knew this person, and uh, in fact was actually sitting with me when all this was going on and was like, uh and after and one of the times she got she's like we're both looking at each other like what in the, what do we got ourselves into <laughs> kind of thing. 
And don't get me wrong, she's a very nice person, very wonderful. I, w- I would probably, I mean, I would have, there's a lot of things that she does, I would have nothing to probably do. I was just flabbergasted when she hit me with this. And especially knowing that she had interviewed people from the Air Force that had been in and about UFOs and had written that book, and I was like, what the have I got myself into here? I mean... Strategically, it would be a good place to have an alien base underwater. Oh, it would strategically be a good place, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be? Definitely. Like? See, no, notice that. Notice Definitely, I'm not... but you know what? But there, out, of, out of all this time, there was only one time in 1980 mm-hmm. that there was a, a plane and a Mayday call came in. And he's like, Mayday, Mayday. And... Um, he said that there was an object that was right uh, uh, next to his plane and following him and stuff, and he was all scared and stuff. <laughs> and they never heard from that pilot again, but that was the only thing that was, like, alien. Other right. than that, I don't think well, the aliens are messing with anybody out there. Right. I really don't. Well, I can tell you this. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Well, from a pilot uh, standpoint, and I'm not a full uh, licensed pilot, but I've done some adventure uh piloting with licensed pilots and small planes and stuff and but they're all inland uh we have see i don't think we've no i've never done one over water anywhere uh, as of yet uh so i've got a few hours in with pilots and stuff so uh, a lot of people don't know this um faa regulations that's the only way you can train people anyway uh you can do what's called discovery flights adventure flights stuff like that with pilots uh, you can do an hour two hour uh you know up in the air and that actually counts for its time if you want to get your pilot's license uh but uh i've done a couple of those and let me tell you something small plane and if an alien vessel was to come I, i'm telling you what i don't care how trained the pilots i've been with uh, or myself it would freak you out it would totally especially considering the size of what some of the craft have been described or some of the alien crafts have been described up against say a Cessna or a Piper some of the planes I've been in whoo I would be like uh, we are in, my, my first thing would be like we are in some serious trouble here this is not good because <laughs> this, this thing can take a, no because it can take it can take out a Cessna and a Piper with no problem I mean Shoot! They could probably mess with the. Uh, it could probably mess with the compass and the, the, the instrument, all the everything. Because yeah, they've been known to like shut down cars or do you know mess with stuff. Exactly. So if it's coming along and it's following and then it's really close to him, yeah. how do we know it didn't just shut off his plane or something? We don't know what this <laughs> car's going to be. He got scared and called in Mayday, so that's what it, it was. Super, oh, I would have been, scary. I would have been scared. I'd have been scared to death. I'd have been, know, I'd have been yeah. scared to death. I'd have looked, I'd have looked whichever way it was to my <laughs> left or my right, and I'd be like, um, you know, that kind of looks like what we shouldn't have up here with us. <laughs> I'd be saying some prayers and just saying, please go away. <laughs> right. I'll be like, oh yeah. I don't know. Like um, sometimes, if they if they know that it causes. Why can't they just stay away from our airplanes and stuff? Why right. They that that's a good harm? question. Yeah, that's a... humans. Why can't they just stay out of our sky? <laughs> that's a good question. Or now, I know, right? Well, here's another thing. Are, are they popping in and out of some space time warp? Space time continuum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, they're driving along, and all of a sudden, pop! Oh, they're in our world. Oh. 
Right? Because what? all of a sudden they just show up <laughs> and then they're driving along. Pop, they're out of our world. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know either. Well, here's another thing. Okay, so maybe they don't know it's messing with her stuff. Have you ever wondered about that? I always wondered, like, well, maybe. Yes, I did wonder, but uh, you, if they're supposed to be this really, really, like, intelligent, so advanced, advanced. Far more than this, you would think they would know something. Well, there's also, now, there's also one other theory about UFOs and stuff. I don't know if you, have you ever looked at this one about the UFOs? There is another theory that uh, the time thing is because they are coming from our future. That they're not from alien. Have you have you heard that one? I've heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but now that goes to well, if you're from our future, wouldn't you know you've been messing our stuff? Right. <laughs> like, wouldn't you know that? Come on, guy. I'm sorry. I mean, if I had the ability to time travel, I'd be like, okay, we got to be very careful here because this stuff could really. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Unless unless they share the planet with us somehow. Well, that's, that's the only reason. Well, I think possibility. They like, they'd, they'd be like popping in, and yeah, and they, there's bases underneath and stuff. Yeah. If they're sharing the planet, they're going to be sharing our airways. True. True. Right. Exactly. Unless it's military craft. Oh there's yeah. So many things we can go into. It's for another show. Oh yeah. But anyways, is it, do I think an alien base there is causing these planes and everything to go down? Absolutely not. I just don't think so. Okay. That's just an opinion in my. Well, no, I like I like to I like to have your opinion too because I mean I mean it could go either way, but I agree with you that uh, there's no okay unless I had a went to the base. <laughs> There's no way. I w- and here's here's my thing. One of the things. I what- wish you would have. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Could you imagine had had I actually took her up on her offer and and went to and went and went to the ba- the so-called base? If I actually went with her, I'm gonna say right now, the listeners and everyone, anyone's listening to this right now that knows me personally, that listens to the show, they're probably like, he's never talked about that before. That's something new, cause you know I'm pretty good about talking about a lot of things and stuff, especially out here, and I'm well known for that. So uh, that's one of the reasons I'm able to do the show fairly easy, uh, not super easy, cause we have to do some research and stuff like that. But uh, they're probably arguing right now, going, I cannot believe that he's talking about this and he never talked about this. Well, I never talked about it because, you know, I was so flabbergasted, as I said, by her. But let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, I had a went to the base <laughs> that she's mentioning. If that base, and again, I am not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying it does. The listeners are in for their own interpretation. I'm not 100% sure one way or the other. But if the base existed, and I went to that thing, I would have been freaked the hell out. <laughs> I would have been like, well, 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 look what we have here. We have aliens walking around on a base underneath the uh, the planet at the Bermuda Triangle. You got to love that stuff. And I'll be like, nope, that's just not good. That's just not good at all, is it now? Right. <laughs> uh I really, no, by the way, no. the, but by the way, the person I'm talking about, if she ever does step across the road, she'll probably be like, I'm going to kick his ass. But, but, anyway, oh. but I don't know that she would. She's, she's, a, she's actually. We didn't, we didn't name, we didn't name her. No, we didn't name her. She's a very nice, she is a very, very nice lady. And she is, a, yeah, I do, she con- is. I do consider her a friend. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I know I didn't name her, uh, and she's not trying to publicize anything on her books or anything anymore. Like, so, so I don't think that's an issue either. Um. But um, 
who knows, man? Who knows what it would have been like if I had have taken her up on her offer? I guess I guess I could have said it might have been fun if it been you know if it all turned out like she she was talking about. That would have been like wow. Uh, but then the question, then the question, the real question of that is if that turns out to be the way it is, uh, do I get to come back? I mean, wouldn't I know too much? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or what if she was? Maybe. A, or, or I mean, what if I, what if I'm wrong about her? I mean, she is really nice, but what if she would? What if she was an alien? I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, hybrid. <laughs> or hybrid. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I won't dive into some other stuff between me and her. Okay, okay. <laughs> Enough of the alien kick. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle, but it, it's part of it. It is you part know, of it. The it wonder is part. of maybe, you know, the, the UFOs or, and the alien base have something to do with right. you know, the magnetic. I don't, I can't ever say anything 100% one way or another, but my gut feeling is probably um, not. Right. Did and I, it's probably some uh, kind of natural occurrence within the, you know, the air, yeah. like the solar right. and the storm combined right. together. Did I? Or, you know, yeah. rogue waves. Rogue uh, waves are, you know, that uh, they just go up, you know, all of a sudden pop up. Stuff like that. Now, they said that maybe methane gas right. can cause some of this, or the magma underneath right. there, you know, that has, you know, magnetic properties that yeah. can maybe be doing it. It could be a combination of a bunch of stuff in yeah. the area. Divers, divers also say you have to pick very carefully about diving in that area. Uh huh. Especially closer to the yeah. closer to the Bruno Islands and stuff. Oh, which oh, I think I told you this, didn't I? About and I think I missed it on the previous show. How uh, the volcanic underneath of uh, Bermuda kind of looks like a triangle itself coming up out of the, which is weirdly weird too. Which that's the that's yeah. the that's the only connection of a triangle to a triangle in any on any of these different uh, places around the world. That's the only one that has been coined the Bermuda Triangle, and then has uh, an interesting volcanic underneath that kind of looks like a triangle. It's not a pure triangle, but it looks so much like one that you could go, well, that's very fascinating. I found it. I, I mean, I found it fascinating. You'll have to, or some people might have to Google and look it up. You know, uh, look up underneath the. Uh, you know, what Bermuda looks like. And since, and since it's such a hub, I just think there's also just a whole lot of more people. Right. It gives you a whole lot of more chance that something's going to happen. Right. right? The statistic-wise. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, as, like I said, busy. about that. Busy How's that? Well, I think you're right about that because it's shipping, like I mentioned. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of fascinating theories, and, I mean, they have captured the public's Yeah, it is fascinating. It's, you know, and it, it seems to keep going, you know, the interest in it and right. everything. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle has not lost its interest whatsoever. Uh, that is 100%. Per, uh, the many books and shows, and mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think every day, uh, you still to this day, you're still having stuff come up about the Bermuda Triangle, which proves to a, a point that regardless of what's being said of trying to, uh, you know, downplay that there's just as many shipwrecks and things, stuff like the Coast Guard just said, uh, the Bermuda Triangle remains the most fascinating um, one in the entire world. It is this, the, and maybe part of that is the fictionalized stuff of it as well, adding to the fuel to the fire, who knows, but 
I just think there. I think there's a lot of people, and there are actually some really interesting researchers out there that are doing research on the Bermuda Triangle still to this day. And if there wasn't something to that, I don't think that they would be out there trying to do that research. I think if, if they really thought that there wasn't something to it, I don't think they would spend the money or the time to stay on top of that. So the fascination remains in the public, remains with some of the people that do studies on the Bermuda Triangle, uh, you know, the research. Uh, so it's still going on out there, guys. It's still going on. So uh, if you find the Bermuda Triangle as fascinating as I do and uh, Daniel does, and I like, you know, let us know if you have, or if you, you know what, even better, even better for you. Have any stories? Absolutely. Alien bases. Alien bases. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. That would be a good one. Or anything about the triangle in general. So this show is like, if you want to talk to us and tell us about the show, how you like the show, and uh, if you have any kind of connection to Bermuda Triangle, I don't care what, the, how small it is, let us know. We would be loved to hear from you uh, at the 13th Destiny Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out there. Uh, we are on several places now. We have added and added and uh, uh, we'll get a Patreon here pretty soon. I got the word right out without screwing it up. I can't believe it. I got it right. I was going to tell you that I had so much trouble saying that sometimes that I didn't really want to say <laughs> it. But I, I got it out right on the first try that time. So we are going to try to get that and some other things and uh, where you'll be able to do some donations and stuff and help the show out. But, uh, yeah, we definitely want to hear from you first. Uh, and we definitely want to try to... Yeah, expect, definitely. Yeah, we definitely well, want to... subscribe, too. Right. And we definitely that want... helps us out a lot. Yep. And expand the fan base. We're trying to expand the fan base. So if you find this show fascinating and uh, you've come across it, yep, uh, let other people know as well. Uh, this is the 13th Destiny Podcast. That is the name of the show. I think it's 13th Destiny Podcast on Magnum. Is some of the things is how it's... Uh, but pretty much anything 13th Destiny Podcast is pretty much how you can find it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, Danielle, thank you for being here today. It's been a great show All today. Right. It's uh, been my pleasure and... Goodbye, yeah. everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Right, and I'll, do, and I'll do a quick little shout-out and close out here. Uh, thank you, uh, as I said, again, Darren, goodbye, and uh, we'll be back on next week. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what the subject's going to be yet, but we'll find a good one. Thank you again for being here with the 13th Destiny Podcast, and uh, God bless all of you, and have a great day, great week, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>